0: Today is November 16th, and this is the 23rd episode of the MMA Mike podcast. Saturday, November 14th, we had Paul Felder take on Rafael Dos Anjos in five days notice in the main event of Saturday's fight night. You know, it was a very good fight paul felder credit to him stepping up with five days notice you know i think that fight would have went a little bit differently if he had a full fight camp i think what you saw was he had good cardio you know i didn't think he was really getting his ass kicked although rafael dosanos did control the fight for 14 minutes and recorded six takedowns but felder scored a lot of head strikes you know he he outstruck uh Dos Anjos in the head, head department, uh, 64 to 53. And he had four leg kicks, uh, 14 rather, compared to Dos Anjos' four leg kicks. Uh, Dos Anjos did a little more damage to the body, 35 to compared to Felder's 20. But Felder was productive in his work. And, you know, he just fell short. Uh, two of the judges scored the fight. Unanimous decision, uh, all five rounds for Dos Años. And Felder did get one judge to give him a win and recorded rounds two, three, and four for him. So he lost a split decision. And losing a split decision to a a, a veteran like Dos Años on five days' notice, I think, is pretty legit. You know, you got to give the guy credit. Um, I, like I said, I thought his cardio looked pretty good. He was training for a triathlon. He just maybe was a little bit rusty with, with some of the exchanges. Although I, I did see some good things. He threw some nice combinations, landed some nice shots on Dos Anjos, and, uh, it is, it is what it is. You know, I liked how Felder was speaking after the fight. He doesn't want to retire. So we will see him in the octagon, not only seeing him at the commentary table, but He says in 2021, we will see him back in the octagon, which is good to hear because I wasn't sure how he was going to feel after this fight. Obviously with a win, it would set him up nicely, but I wasn't so sure how he would do with a loss, but he, uh, took it well and plans to come back. And for him, you know, he was ranked number seven. Now that will likely change because RDA is probably going to take that spot but I can't see him moving too much lower maybe he just bumps down one to eight but I'd say he's still in the mix Um, and I'd like to there's a bunch of guys that I'd like to see him take on you know maybe he's not going to take on a top five guy right now but I would like to see him maybe take on such as uh, Kevin Lee or Ally and Quinta uh, or even a uh Benil Daryush. um maybe even a islam makachev you know there's there's some fighters out there, but i'd say somewhere from you know the the nine to twelve range is probably best for him, and with a win, he could bounce him back to get a fight in the top five, and if he 's still looking for that title, which I think is his biggest motivation to keep fighting then that's probably the best pathway. Now, for Rafael Dos Anjos, I mean, he picked up a great win uh, over a, a very good fighter in Felder. I think, you know, you have to discredit it a tad just because Felder wasn't, uh, you know, 100% fight ready. Although Felder is a great fighter, I, I think, you know, you have to take that into consideration. Now, I do say, say he does take Felder's ranking at number seven, but who's he going to fight next? And I'd probably say... The number five guy or number six guy, which is Dan Hooker or Charles Oliveira, make it a fight night main event and uh, see how that goes. I mean, I haven't we haven't seen Charles Oliveira since he beat Kevin Lee right before the pandemic hit. And we haven't seen Dan Hooker fight since he uh, lost to uh, Dustin Poirier. So. I'd like to see that happen between either guys, and even those two fighters could fight as well, so there's a couple matchmakings that you could do right in there um but I would like to see r d a fight one of those guys because he wants to get to the title and I think uh again a fight against one of those guys in a win would uh put him in line to fight in a number one contender spot because you have a bunch of killers uh ranked 1 through 4 and that that's going to have to fix itself out especially with with Michael Chandler in the mix as well. So I wouldn't say you can just throw him up in one in in a fight in there yet. I think, you know, he's probably got to fight someone such as Charles Oliveira or Dan Hooker. But those would be great fights. In the co-main event, you had Chaos Williams knocking out Abdul Al-Hassan in the first round. You know, I wasn't expecting this. I was in, I was expecting a knockout going the other way and Chaos Williams caught Al Hassan early right on the chin, knocked him out cold. Impressive knockout. And uh, I'm excited to see what's next for him in in the welterweight division. Al Hassan did miss weight, which didn't give me a huge amount of confidence, but I was thinking he was going to be able to bounce back and unfortunately, he did not. Ashley Yoder defeated Miranda Granger in the women's weight, strawweight division. Uh, you know, this fight wasn't supposed to be on the main card. It got pushed up since a couple fights got scratched. I did have Yoder winning, uh, and I liked what she saw. You know, she won a unanimous decision. This was a good way to continue in the strawweight division. And, you know, I'm assuming she'll probably fight sometime next early next year. Before that, you had Sean Strickland defeating Brendan Allen by knockout in the second round. You know, I was thinking Allen was going to be able to find a way to get it done, but Strickland's striking really improved that he, you know, his striking's legit. Uh, Brendan Allen, you know, he didn't go for any takedowns, and so obviously didn't get any. Uh, Strickland did get one takedown and controlled for a minute and a half. But, you know, he completely outstruck him in the head at department 90 to 28. Allen did get some leg kicks off and some body shots, uh, 11 body shots, 12 leg kicks. You know, it just seemed that Brennan Allen was just getting hit in the head too much. And obviously it it put him down in the second round and uh, he couldn't get it done. But I don't think, you know, this is going to be a huge setback for Allen. He's a good fighter. He's going to be back and... For for Strickland, this is very impressive. Uh, this is his second win in two weeks. So I'm excited to see who's next for him. And uh, I think he could do definitely some damage in the UFC. And for the first fight of the night in the women's strawweight division, you had Corey McKenna defeating Kay Henson. And, you know, all the judges gave it to McKenna. All three rounds, all three judges gave it to McKenna, and uh, Henson lost by unanimous decision now the the interesting thing is is if you go on verdict's global scorecard verdict the global the people globally gave rounds one and three to Henson, and the people gave McKenna round two, so the total score was. for henson and mckenna scored 27.99 so globally the people who are on verdict who were scoring the fight live and scoring the card gave the fight to henson you know i thought henson won the fight personally but uh obviously the judges did not and that's just how it goes you know it, it unfortunately it doesn't matter on paper who wins, uh, other than the judges, you know, you have to, you have to impress the judges, Um, uh, but obviously in the eyes of Dana White and the matchmakers, they'll see the performance and, uh, you know, they won't let it affect the fighters that, that much. I just want to bring that up because I thought it was a very interesting point, but it was, you know, good fight, obviously, uh, back and forth. McKenna, uh, McKenna, you know, not quite outstriking, uh Henson you know totally but she did land more head strikes which could have gave the judges a little bit of an edge for her um but otherwise Henson outstruck her in body and leg strikes and controlled more and had one two more takedowns than McKenna and also had two submission attempts so I don't know you know I I, like I said I gave the fight to Henson but interesting point how Globally, everyone did as well, or most people did as well, but not the judges. So that was UFC Fight Night, Felder versus Dos Anjos. That was the main card. Uh, I'll just touch on a few fights on the prelims. Randy Marcos did lose to Konkenko uh, Morata by unanimous decision. And Rice McKee lost by unanimous decision to Alex Morano. Uh, interesting thing happened there is Rice McKee's mouth guard got knocked out and fell in between the crease of the octagon cage. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was pretty interesting. They had to stop the fight for a decent amount of time to get it out and and let the fight continue. So that was quite interesting to see. I've never seen something like that. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Overall, great card as always. Next week and we will have UFC pay-per-view UFC 255 and I'm excited I'm gonna be on with Jack O'Hara talking about it so that's gonna be fun we also have something very cool for you guys and uh, I'll catch you later this week this was episode 23 thank you for tuning in